0: Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dierker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Working as a dating coach for 12 years now, it's fair to say that I've seen it all. I've worked with 40-year-old virgins, and I have worked with 18-year-old Playboy superstars. But something happens when you see hundreds, literally hundreds, of male-female interactions every week for years on end. You begin to see The Matrix. Okay, well you don't see The Matrix, but you begin to see patterns. Patterns emerge everywhere. Patterns that you'd never normally see unless you were seeing hundreds and hundreds of interactions between men and women going on all of the time. And there is a very specific pattern that I've seen clustered around 26-year-old women that I think is going to be fascinating for men to hear about and I've never spoken about until today. So let's find out what that is. I've been with my partner for 11 years now and... When I first met her, she was 20 years old, just about turning 21, and we started dating, and very early on became serious after about six months, and then six months in, she joined the company, started to become a director with me at the company and running this growing burgeoning company that soon became super successful with me. And then when she was 26 years old, she started to have a bit of a crisis in her life because she had met me when she was 20 years old, and she hadn't really and she got involved in a serious business at the same time and she never really felt like she hadn't a chance to to be a crazy young woman right to just go out and explore the world and see what she was all about and she started to become really aware of you know the fact that she was 26 now and and that she was only going to get older and that her, her 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 sort of value in the world was going down and she was having this big sort of crisis of identity and it was having a very big toll on the relationship and at a certain point i said to her I'm afraid that you need to go and sort your stuff out. This isn't going to work. We've got to split up. Go. Take six months. Live your life. I'm going to live mine. I'm going to do what I want. See who I want. You know, get into relationships maybe. Maybe not. Just do what you need to do. And then we'll talk again at the end of six months. And if you still want to be with me, and if I still want to be with you at that point, we haven't decided that's not what we want anymore, then we'll talk. And that's what we did. The same time, just after my partner and I split, my one of my best friend's girlfriends turned 26 and she started to really she started to argue with him more and more and the 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 relationship fell into shambles because she was starting to feel like he had controlled who she was as a woman since they had been dating. They were dating since she was 21. She felt like he'd been trying to control who she was and uh, and she needed to go out and just explore the world and find out who, you know, find out who she is as a woman and they split up. Now, these two examples in isolation, you could say, well, you just have to be careful when you date a woman from really young, you have to let her express herself and learn who she is. Cool. You could say that. Except here's another interesting trend that I started to see. When I was going out bars and clubs a lot, especially more sort of six, seven years ago, uh, when I was doing this a lot more than I am now, I noticed that, you know, I had a, I, I always had this curious thing where I'd meet women who were had been strongly religious but were reaching a point in their lives where they really wanted to start exploring the world more and kind of pushing the boundaries of what was acceptable given their religion and my friends used to laugh about this because i'm probably the devil on someone's shoulder not the angel (laughs) on their other shoulder and you know meeting these women and talking to me was like turning them to the dark side you know and like oh don't you want to explore your sexual side your sexual nature and through this time i had some crazy wacky experiences you know i i I met a woman from Iraq who had just come here um, and, and exactly going through this kind of crisis period. And then we ended up having like, you know, a threesomes together and doing all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I had all these like conversion experiences with women uh, out of religion. And what was really uncanny and became a bit of an onri- uh, ongoing joke was not only are you converting them, you're picking them at 26 years old to convert them. Because what was interesting was all these women were starting to have their crisis of faith or crisis of who they really were and who they wanted to be at the age of 26. And then the last few months I've been getting into the dating pool heavily again because my partner and I are in an open relationship once again and so I'm getting out there. And what's really fascinating as I talk to these women is all these big changes in their lives are happening at the age of 26. Uh, You know, one woman uh, got divorced at 26, Uh, another one uh, was really, like until the age of 26, she decided that she only wanted to be with a man sexually if she was really heavily romantically involved with him, but then she realized that she really needed to explore herself and maybe question some of those, the ways that she had lived her life, and so she was going through a big change, and you just start to see all these things happening around the age of 26, and and after one conversation, you know, finally, I thought, I need to look into this more. What happens if I look at the flip side of this? What happens if I were to say, have a look at the data that I have with my clients? Because my clients that 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 I work with for 12 years now, one of the things they must do while they're working with me is document their experiences. So after every time when guys go out and try to talk to women, they'll journal their experience. And the journaling isn't about trying to show off. The journaling is about where did I go wrong? What happened? What went badly? What what do I need to improve myself? Why did I get rejected? What's going on? What are the bad patterns going on in my world that I need to work on, right? About who I am that's turning women off. And it's funny because once guys start to get some success and the success becomes consistent, they stop journaling because it's not about showing off. It's about self-improvement. But anyway, what I can see is I can see uh, the successes that guys are getting in the early you know as they're working on this stuff and i thought what happens if i were to chart their their the successful times they'd gone out and picked up a girl and slept with her uh, the guys because some of my clients are looking for long-term relationships some looking for things more casual just the casual guys those guys what are the ages and what's the clustering of the ages of women where the guys are having successful casual sex relationships what do you think I experienced? What, given the name of this video, do you think it is that happened when I started to g- gather all this data together? If you guessed a bell curve distribution around the age of 26, you'd be absolutely positively freaking correct. Uh, you see this really strong bell curve, like where like you are far more likely. So in other words, you are, you are I think it was 39.8% likely, if you're going to have a casual sexual experience with a woman uh, between the ages of 20 and 30 then there is a 39 uh, yes 39.2, 39.8 it was right up high 39s I sort of looked it up before this video i'll put the figure up here but basically there was that much chance instead of not 10 percent as you might think for ages uh, t- 10 years between 20 and 30 no it was it was almost it was triple that around the age of 26. so there's a definite strong distribution there which is fascinating as well now all of this is statistically interesting Enough to say what the heck is going on with women at the age of 26? Now, there's really only two broad answers to this question. One could be this is a genetic thing. The other could be that this is a cultural thing. And all likelihood, as it is with most complex human behaviors, it's a little bit genetic and it's a little bit cultural. So what do I think is going on? Well, the first thing to think about is that the human brain really only stops developing or finalizes its development process about 25, 26 years old. So I think it... That's so, it feels like that has to be related in some way. That At that point, suddenly women's brains are reaching the end of their development and evolution. And that's when a woman starts to think, well, who am I and and what am I about in the world? But we don't seem to see men experiencing this at 26 years old. We seem to see men having their midlife crisis or their crisis of who they are later on in life. Why women? Why 26? Here's my theory based on, well, I talk to a lot of women and I tend to talk about a lot of nerdy subjects with a lot of women. This is one of them when a woman grows up she tends to be uh, have a um well, men do too but women all, all as well have a um a path set out for them this is what your life is supposed to look like you're supposed to get this education or not get this education depending on your culture you know you're supposed to find a guy and get married by this point because you know you got your body clock and you're supposed to be nice and you're supposed to be sweet and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that and this is how good women behave and There's a whole bunch of rules imposed on women, as well as a value system, right? Like most women, the the, the greatest value is, in many ways, the culture makes them feel like it's how they look, it's their reproductive uh, ability, and it's all these things that the culture imposes on women, the value system. And all of that really tends to come, seems to come to a head at about the age of 26. So whether it's a religion, or whether it's societal values, or family values, or cultural values, whatever it is these all seem to come to a head at around about that age because lots of things happen by this point. By this point, by 26, your reproductive value, right? So your looks will start to decline. Now, I'm not trying to say that 26-year-old women aren't attractive. I'm not saying that. But now from this point, you, most women start to become aware that they're declining, that there is going to be a decline. This is the best it's going to get from that value. Now my value is dropping. But I still feel I have value as a woman. I must be something more than just boobs and legs, right? This starts to become the experience that women have. Or if you've been locked down, you've been focused on uh, a single relationship with a guy, you've been married young, you've been highly religious. By 26, it feels like you've been adult long enough and you've been out in the world long enough that all of a sudden you start to question, well, other people are doing it differently to me. And other people seem happy. Other people seem to be living better lives than me. What is this all about? What, What do I need to change now, now that... Things are different now that I'm reaching the tick tock point on my body clock. Now that right, all these questions seem to come up for women around that age. And it seems like for men, this happens a lot later. And I think that's because men's value tends to peak or our societal value often peaks when we think about our income levels. Right. So our careers don't peak until 35, 40, sometimes early 40s. And that's when you tend to see men having their crisis of who they really are and what they mean in the world, because they're not reaching their crescendo until that age and it's not until you reach the crescendo and say well is that all there is is that all i am in the world then we start to ask those questions so men tend to have that crisis much later on so if we've got this knowledge and and trust me if you look around if you start asking women it'll start to be uncanny how often the big life changes happen at 26 how can you what's the learning that you can take away from this other than an interesting little factoid well i think the first thing to take away from this is be aware of this fact. If you're going to date for long-term serious, a woman who's under 26, I think it's something that you need to be aware of and cautious of because um, um, odds are she's going to go through this. And because I've seen this so many times now, most breakups I see happen, happen when she's about 26. It's pretty crazy. And so uh, you can't change it. This is the problem. You can't speed it up and make it happen quickly. You can't um, stop it from happening. That would be unconscionable. Plus, she's just not going to allow you. It won't happen. I've, I've experienced lots of guys try to stop it, including myself with my partner initially. Just not going to work. So it's this its unstoppable, immovable change that a woman needs to go through. And you cannot stand in the way. And usually your mere existence in her life is somewhat holding her back. So I think that if it's going to happen to you, you the only thing you can do is step back and go, hey, do what I did. Just say, hey, go do what you need to do. Let's talk again in six months. Uh, I, I feel like that's about the only thing you can do. And there's no guarantee that that will work for you. If you don't want to go through that experience and you're looking for a long-term relationship, what would I suggest? I would suggest finding women who have been through the big change already. Oh, you're 27? I, you know, tell me about your life. Well, you're not going to literally say that, but you, you're going to learn about her life, right, up until this point. Has she been through a big life upheaval already? Somewhere about 24, 25, 26, you expect it? If yes, great. If no, not yet, be wary at least if she's a, for a long-term partner if you are in a casual relationship with a woman who is about that age and it feels like she's going through a big life upheaval expect her to be chaotic expect her to be unpredictable expect her to make wild shifts in what she wants and doesn't want expect her to maybe just drop off the map and suddenly not be interested in you or anymore that's okay just expect it because she's going through this big transition in her life and i think that um yeah i think that if you're looking for stability find a woman who's been through this already that would be a really really big one for me i know i know that there's an appeal to younger women right there's a vibrance and an energy that that younger women have and and i totally get it but beware for a long-term relationship that can breed a lot of trouble later on as they go through this so that's the advice that i have around this age um you know those of you watching i'd like to know have you had? Have you experienced this before? Like in relationships, did some of your big relationships end when the woman hit 26? Did, did a lot of arguments start up? Have you seen this with, with family members, brothers, sisters, cousins, all this kind of stuff? Because when you start looking for it, you really begin to find it. It's, it's, it's everywhere. At least it's everywhere that I have begin to, begun to look. Now, the thing to remember, guys, too, is that when it comes to dating in general and your dating lives, your your personality strengths and weaknesses play a really, really big role. And you know when you're when it comes to women having midlife crises, some personality types for guys are going to be able to handle this better than others. They're going to be able much better at allowing a woman to grow up without leaving him, without the chaos, than other personality types. I think it's really powerful to understand who you are as a man and what your strengths and weaknesses are, because it allows you to work around who your identity as a man. And and oftentimes I reckon. Prevent and dampen your own midlife crisis as that starts to loom. I've got a dating personality test, which I highly recommend you check out. It's free to take, and it looks at 16 different parts of your personality as a man. It's very comprehensive. It's going to take you about 20 minutes to complete. But I highly recommend it for any guy who really wants to understand himself from a deep level. Now, this isn't a fake personality test. This is based on really solid scientific research. Um, So it's not like a frivolous test. This is a very serious one that's gonna tell you important information about who you are. I'll throw a link up here or down in the comments below so you can check it out too. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.